So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, et cetera, so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am your host, Melissa Dealey, and very excited to be sharing my guest, Dr. Michelle Greenwell, with all of you today. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, thank you for having me, Melissa. So excited to have you here. And just to introduce you to the audience, Dr. Michelle Greenwell is involved in a lot of areas of complementary and integrative health and specializes in movement to heal the body. With over 40 years as a dance instructor, she offers support with tips and tools from dance, tai chi, touch for health, therapeutic touch, neuroreflex integration, and more. She understands the stress cues from the body and how to easily and effortlessly through the day transform stress into balance and flow. Who doesn't want more of that? So, Michelle, I'm super excited to have you here today, and I would love for you just to start out by sharing 
how you got into this line of work and have all of those uh, initials after your name that I didn't even share because there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I started out as a, um, I started out in dance and then I thought I want to be a psychologist. So I went and I took training in about third year. I realized this is not what I want to do. But my dad said, you finish your degree, then move on. So I opened a dance studio afterwards, um, you know, random. <laughs> I thought I would do that until um, my children were born. And then I thought, you know, then I'll move on from there. Um, but alas, no, 22 years later is when I closed the, the formal dance studio with competitive dancers and moved over to a recreational kind of sport. I, I moved across the country. And so just teaching dance recreationally and moving into the healing work. And the reason I had to do that was my body was exhausted, broken. I couldn't walk anymore. I could, I could hardly get across the studio floor and I didn't have a voice loud enough to speak. So wow. that led me to the healing work. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting how ev almost everyone in the healing realm has a story of their own healing or their family's healing that brought them into this line of work. Yes. And you've had to, you know, figure it out yourself. And now you get to make it easy for others by sharing what you've learned in that process. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So that's a lot though, the body broken, no voice <laughs> left. <laughs> well, and, and I, I wanted to point out, because just as I was, as you were talking there, I was thinking about, when I was 16, my knees were really, really bad. And I was a competitive Highland dancer and I was trained mm. on cement. So I, was already, I had several strikes against me with that. Yes. But um, when I sought help, the help was stop dancing. Right. And that's not an answer to a 16 year old. <laughs> not when you're passionate, that's your passion. Like, you know, that's just like cutting off your left leg, really. Or exactly. your right arm or whatever. No 16 year old or anybody who has a passion for something is going to want to be told you have to stop. And, and that was back in um, the early 80s. Mm -hmm. So that's also when dance was done in a certain style. Right. But the messaging that came back was just live with the pain. That's the real message, right? Right. And so I continued on. I opened my studio. I continued teaching and dancing. And I just danced through the pain because that's what I learned. Right. And how many of us are numb in life we just go through our day and I always have the same pain in my shoulder. Oh yes. My, my neck hurts when I get off the computer, my eyes are strained because I've been looking at the screen too long and we just numbly go along <laughs> because we don't know what to do. And because society teaches us to push through just like your message was, you know, ignore the pain or live with the pain. And I see that too, with so many of my clients, I love to say that the symptoms in our body is our body's way of talking to us. And yet, because we're taught to ignore them, societally, we just say, oh, it's aging, it's genetics, it's seasonal allergies, whatever that is, right? And we keep going as opposed to getting curious as to why do I have this symptom or this pain and then looking to do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. So you had to figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. after years of pushing through and then <laughs> falling apart <laughs> and it does it starts off as like the little whisper right of a feather's touch is just a little pain and then when we ignore it the body's like she's not listening i'm gonna make it louder and then it's the two by four right and then when we still keep pushing through 
then it becomes a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm assuming you're, you, you got to the wrecking ball state. <laughs> yeah. When you can't walk anymore and you're a yeah. dance teacher. Yeah. It's, yeah. that's a it's pretty a big ball. message. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, and I actually, the, the message that came to me was through a dance teacher who mm-hmm. had lived through her pain and said, she said, you know, I had the gifts of my injuries. And I thought you are crazy. You know, if How you is think this, this is, <laughs> there's no <laughs> way. Um, and she said, touch for health. And that was ahead of Google. So I couldn't just go Google it, right. figure out where I was going to find it. It took me almost a year yeah. to right. try, try and track that down. Um, but touch for health, um, the information I received from touch for health was one that I could gain information from my body, mm-hmm. which was unbelievable to me that mm-hmm. yes, you have sim, you know, signals and things coming, but also you can ask the body what it needs. Yes. Boy, is that different than saying, well, I'm going to give you this vitamin and I'm going to take this nutritional piece and I'm going to eat these foods because I think it's good for me. Mm-hmm. And instead the, being able to ask the body, what is it you need right now? Mm-hmm. What is your priority? And it might not be any of those things. It might be something I'm not even aware of. Right. To, be able to bring that forward. And I think that was one, I giggled, you know, learning the tools of that. Um, yeah. But second was just that opened the world up for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can listen in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that in my journey as well through hypnotherapy and timeline Mm -hmm. therapy and tapping into the power of our unconscious mind. And of course, Mm -hmm. our unconscious mind connects, can connect to our higher self, which has the blueprint for perfect health. And so we can ask, Mm -hmm. what does our body need? Mm -hmm. We just don't get taught through society, through our healthcare system, through our education system, the tools to access this. Mm -hmm which is so incredibly powerful because when we look at our mind, our unconscious mind is 90% of our mind and our conscious mind is 10%. And all we get taught is the 10%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's such a game changer. And I loved learning it myself and putting those tools to use and sharing with others as I can clearly see you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so tell me a little bit more about the healing journey. Once you, once you learned or got in touch with touch for health and started getting this information, yeah. Then I studied everything I could get my hands on, right. <laughs> anything in the energy world um, that would give me more information. And I took it back to my dancers in the studio mm-hmm. and I, I developed a foot rub uh, that I used to, to heal my body along with the other things I was doing. But um, all my dancers rubbed their feet before they put their shoes on. It was lovely if they'd rub them after they took their shoes off too, but that wasn't always the case. But at least right. I knew I started them in a good place. Right. So that the body, by rubbing the feet, it's not just massage the feet, but actually engaging reflexes in the body right. so that everything is functioning in wholeness rather than when we first start to jump, people notice um, if they go to jump, they can jump, but there's an effort to it. Right. And then after you wake up the gates in the foot, that coordinates up and down, side to side, front and back. If you engage that, then all of a sudden the joints are speaking to each other and Mm -hmm. everything works in a unison. So when you go to jump, it's much easier. It also can be much higher. (laughs) So uh, if you're a dancer, that's important. Um, But that was a way to, to, to bring the tools in, start to really play with them. And I played with one tool at a time. Right. And what does it do for me? How does it work? Where can I place it in my day and incorporate it? Um, 
And so that's led to, um, as you said, the, the letters after my name. Right. So I went back to school nine years ago. So for those people who are listening to the podcast and can't see my gray hair, yeah. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my late 50s and I went back to school. Um, it was just before I turned 50 and I, I did a postgraduate diploma. I did a master's and then a doctorate. And what I was really looking for was the opportunity to understand how these tools work. What is the research? What's the science? Um, it is in the energy field. So then a lot of people think, well, it can't really be that important or that valuable. But it, it's, it's amazing how fast you can change the situation and it can be permanent. That's yeah. the other key piece. It's not just putting the Band-Aid on and then wait till it shows up again, put another Band-Aid on it. It's actually transitioning and getting your, you're moving into a completely different space. Um, I love I that. I mean, that's, that's true healing, right? When it can be permanent. And that's what, you know, you and I both want for our clients versus the Band-Aid solution or the, you know, having to come back every two months, three months, six months for different shots, you know, to help cope with the pain, et cetera, et cetera that so many people go through, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And as a dance educator, my focus has also been on um, empowering people. So the tool is in their hand. Yes. They don't have to come see me every second week to try to fix it, but, but I can certainly guide them in how to add a tool, how to add the next tool and then build that toolbox so that then they have that resiliency. And then when they do come to visit with me, they have that opportunity to learn something new. Maybe they've gone in a different direction of they need guidance in another way. And then I'm able to support them that way. Um, and that's, that's a completely different conversation than I'm in so much plain peace, peace. Uh, will you come and fix me? Yes. <laughs> You know, exactly. It's like, I don't want to fix you. That's yeah. a lot of energy to fix you, but I certainly can support you and I certainly can guide you. Yes. And that's really what it's all about because the healing becomes lasting when the person that needs the healing is involved in the journey and not giving up all their power to someone else. Mm-hmm. Right? When they take responsibility, that's when they can get to that place of lasting mm-hmm. results. And And I love that you teach this to your students. And in my mind, I'm like, how many other dance studios are across Canada that need this information that you have? And I know we have a very strong dance, you know, community in Whistler and Pemberton area. And uh, Mm -hmm. how many, you know, girls grow up dancing and then same as you have bad knees, sore backs, et cetera, et cetera. And they're still to this day pushing through because this information as much as you're sharing it with your community, isn't as widespread as it could be, which is why you're on the podcast. So we can help get the message out. So we can get that message out. Exactly. Yes. Um, one piece um, that I was thinking of while you were, you were talking about those communities is um, everything is cumulative. Mm-hmm. So, so for people to think about, it's not just you go and you fix that one little piece, but you create this cumulative approach that through your day, you've just embedded these things into your day and they magnify because mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. Not, oh, I haven't been, it's a, if you go to physiotherapy, right? And right. they give you your exercises, which you didn't do. And then you're supposed to go back for your appointment, but you hadn't done your exercises. So you quickly throw them in. Cause then it's like, yeah, I didn't do them. But if you'd actually done them all the way along in the week, the cumulative effect of it 
would have been you would be in much different place exactly and that's the other piece of what we do but also the goal setting and intention and right. we have a different way of working than the model where you come in with your aches or complaints i have this pain in my neck fix it and we take it from you have a pain in the neck where do you want to be where do you want to go what is your goal right that pain's now gone what are you doing right because for some people they'll just you know oh the, the pain left me but it was only gone for four days and then it was back right and it might have been because it serves you in some way yes. <laughs> for it to come back might yes. not be a nice way that it serves you and you yes. might not want to think of it that way but that opportunity then to move us in that forward direction not yes. not stuck in the present which uh, we, we have that terminology of being mindfulness and centered but that means being there and being whole when you do that not mindful and present and, and now my pain is back you don't want to be right. in that spot yeah and i fully agree and i look at pain the same way is what is the secondary gain and mm -hmm. can you benefit whatever that is giving you that you need can you get that in some other more positive way? Mm -hmm. And once we fulfill that need, that helps to release the pain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. permanently so that it doesn't keep coming back because your other need is being met. Exactly. And yeah. looking at the pain is, as the other lady, the other dance teacher said to you, the gift of my pain mm -hmm. it really is a gift because it's asking us to pay attention. Slow exactly. down, pay attention. What's going on? And how, what do I need? What's the underlying cause of this pain so that I can be releasing it? So I love that you have such a well-defined step-by-step program that's worked for you and that you now share with all of your dancers as prevention for them. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before, you know, they rub their feet and then all the joints are talking. So Talk to me a little bit more about the relationship of the eyes to the feet and the feet sensors and supporting eye health, mm. how that even relates to computer or focused work. Because <laughs> I bet no one's ever thought about that before. <laughs> I know. Even, even um, I know that the feet can do all kinds of things for the body. I, I'm the living example of that because I've learned so much through my feet and because I had to repair from the feet up. Um, so I have the rubbing of the gates, but then you have these fantastic foot sensors on the on the bottom that um, how you massage through the foot when you're standing on it or walking on it changes how you have balance. Mm -hmm. Most people will think they have to practice balance, but actually what you have to do is make sure the balance reflex is engaged. <laughs> That's ah. the first one. But then you also have, you know, things within the brain um that help with balance but you can instigate through the feet and you've got uh centering you've got grounding you've got how you work with gravity that's the amount of effort you put into a, any kind of movement that you're doing so if you're going to the garden and all those foot sensors have been shut down because you've been wearing a tight shoe you haven't really done much with your feet and you know you just kind of go from one thing to the next you could get into the garden and have an experience where you're exhausted when you're finished and you feel you feel like you had a workout, but you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's much nicer if you have the opportunity to inspire maybe those foot sensors, get the whole body integrated, everything working together. You go to the garden and it's not how much work can I put into the garden, but now it's how much energy can I cultivate while I'm there. Right. And when you finish, 
you're not tired. And how much joy can I receive from working in the garden with my hands and feet in the dirt and getting all those good microbes into our gut microbiome as well. There's so many benefits to that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So the foot sensors have this ability to link up to how your reflexes work. So that's how your body knows how to move without you thinking about it. That would be the subconscious programming. Yes. Um, But different parts of our body are linked to other parts based on how the um, in utero, how we were developing as a fetus. And so the, the feet and the eyes were very close together. Right. And then when the body developed, they became separate. So we think of them as separate, but they actually still have a really fast communication to each other. Interesting. You're sitting at your computer, you spend a lot of time on your computer, you're staring at the screen, then you take a break and you think, I'm going to go watch some TV. (laughs) Let me stare at another screen, which is still going to have my eyes focused in. But what you can do is I call it dynamic sitting, because instead of just sitting at the computer, you can actually be engaged in movement that's inspiring the whole system. So it's always functioning. And I say it this way because Um, I came off of (laughs) previous to uh, the pandemic, my body was really tired from the the pace I was teaching dance and I was traveling in the car, putting on lots of miles every week. And then I went to sitting in front of my computer for three years and everything became on a Zoom call. Yes. And so my whole body transitioned into stuck and static. But because I use these tools all the time, I actually have a body that functions much better than it did while I was moving, (laughs) which is really fascinating to me, but also just shows how much energy you can cultivate while you're working at your computer on a screen, or if you're driving a lot, right? Because you can, you can pace the way you drive. You can change the habits you have before you get in the car and your habits you have before you, when you get out of the car, before you go to do something else. And so those are all those kinds of tools. So the feet feed the eyes Mm -hmm. and the feet bring whole body movement and connection of all the systems so that when you move, you're moving whole body uh, capacity and the eyes get to be reprogrammed. So instead of that narrowing focus, they have the opportunity to feel like um, they have been massaged into that bigger space of movement. Yeah. I love that. So the first thing I'm hearing here is none of us give our feet enough respect. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep. And uh, I love what you're talking about the eyes there too, because that's something that I teach when working with my clients on Zoom and teaching a class, et cetera, is the learning state, which is, again, all learning, all change, all behavior happens in the unconscious mind. And so when we tap into our learning state, we're then allowing learning to happen really easily through the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And that looks like a, dr- a daydreaming state. It allows the eyes to open up and bring more into the unconscious mind. But very often teachers will say, hey, Johnny, pay attention, because it looks like Johnny's daydreaming. And they think he has to be super focused on them to learn. And that's not actually the case. And so this is also in alignment with what you're sharing about you know, how our body works, you know, together from the feet all the way up to the eyes. And then the eyes being able to take more in and get out of that focused screen Mm -hmm. space that too many of us are in all the time. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the things we often do too is where our pain point is, we try to fix the pain point. Yes, it's so never there. <laughs> the eyes are tired and then yeah. we go, hey, let's do some more work with the eyes to, so that they'll be stronger. And it's like, but I'm so exhausted. You know, right. why would you do that? You, right. When you're tired, your whole body's tired, you go lie down on the couch. Right. You don't say, I'm exhausted, I'm going to go work out some more. Right. You don't do that. But what we can do is go, I have fatigue in the eyes. What other body part can be supporting that? Right. And so we know through this conversation, it's the feet. The feet. Right. So we could do it through the feet. So when you talk about, I think you call them the sensors in the feet, mm-hmm. is that the same as the um, acupressure points in acupuncture, for instance? Are they the same or is it different again? It's, it's a little bit different. Okay. So you do have all the reflex points on the bottom of the foot, mm-hmm. which would a reflexologist would know how to go into the different organ systems by the way they right. want to massage the foot. Yes. And so you do have that capacity. Um, and you do have your acupuncture points mm-hmm. on the bottom of the foot. Mm-hmm. So um, bubbling springs at the bottom of the um, pad of the ball of the foot. So just below that is the bubbling spring point, which is what we use in Tai Chi, but that would be the end of K1. So any kidney meridian there. And that creates a dome for your foot. So your foot can actually be very pliable if it's all functioning correctly. Um, If I go to the foot sensors, I'm working with all of that on how I'm massaging the bottom of the foot. So I could, and I, if it was uh, in a clinical setting, a person would come in, lie down on the massage table, somebody would rub their feet in a certain way and get the result. But I can't do that with dancers and right. I can't do that with people in the office. <laughs> they don't have that option. So I have to, uh, with me, I've always transferred all of the tools over to things that you can do while you're right there. And so for a dancer, they go out onto the uh, stage, they find out they're really shaky, they're not feeling quite right, they can come off, they can instantly massage their feet around just by standing on them, and then go back out. And it's all reset. So what I'm doing with those uh, foot sensors is working through those reflexes. So just by rolling around. So if I wanted to do um, uh, which one do I want to do? Uh, gravity as an example, gravity is through the heel up to the top of the toe and then back down onto the heel again. And so you're rocking back and forth through and I do that opposite. Right. So, and, and some people would do that toe tapping. You could do that toe tapping, but it's that massage through the foot. So you are working. There's that bubbling spring, that K1 point, but you're also to the ends of the toes which each toe has a different energy line attached to it. But then you have also those reflex points, which all correspond to different um, organ systems. So you're massaging through that, which is inspiring conversations throughout the body while engaging that gravity reflex. I love that. I'm standing here doing it as you're talking to me and thinking our feet need even more respect than what I thought before (laughs) when I said it just five minutes ago. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. 
There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there is a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. So yeah, this is really fascinating. And I hope that the audience is loving hearing this and wants to learn more from you because clearly you have so much to share and what a beautiful way to easily take preventative action in looking after your whole body movement so that Mm -hmm. we don't have aches and pains. And here's the thing. We are not supposed to have aches and pains as we grow older. Our body is so wonderful. And those aches and pains are that symptom and don't accept them. Look into why you have them and, you know, work with someone like Michelle who can really help you get lasting results so that you know exactly what you need to do so that you can enjoy movement for the entirety of your life and how many people are ending up without movement yourself included until you learned all of this. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Mm -hmm. So I want to move to something else that we all spend a lot of time doing all day long, which is sitting, but you Mm -hmm. talk about dynamic sitting and Mm -hmm. you've kind of alluded to it just earlier, but if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, I would love you to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we often, um, you know, we've got that, that uh, recommendation for 20 minutes at the computer, look away for 20 seconds and, you know, and see a bigger volume, right? And you have that, but how many of us do that? None right. of us do that. Exactly. We get locked into a project and we're like, yeah. our brain is, Focus. you know, in there and we're totally focused. So what I've tried to do and for myself, even with what I'm working on, is I've tried to figure out where I am in space. So, you know, when you, you're sitting at the computer and your head starts to fall forward. Right. And then, then that you get that, that burning sensation at the base of the neck. Um, it, it tells you you've been there too long and you really actually should leave the computer. But what I try to do is find myself in that position, bring myself back up to a straight position. So, okay, that's, consciously doing that but now what i i can do is i can think about the space that Mm -hmm. i have so how much space is there between the neck and the skull right how much space is there between the neck and the shoulders right and then if i lift myself off the seat what does that feel like Mm -hmm. now usually we sit down on the seat right and most people will flop into the seat right? right and they they give their they give themselves to the furniture. Right. And very often they'll give themselves to an ergonomical chair, mm-hmm. but they're not using that for their own well being. They're using the mold of the chair and then saying to all the muscles, you can shut off now because you're being held. Right. <laughs> Chairs holding me. Yes. Right. So um, one is you won't see me with a chair with a back on it. Right. I sit on a flat surface. I sit supported myself. Mm. So I know that my back is always straight and I know that it's always supported because I've got everything balanced. But then I also have that opportunity just to find the lift in the space. So I know even, even as you're standing there, I can see you going up, right? And as I talk about it, I even go up. So the space right. between my ribs and my hip bone has expanded. Yes, yes. And now from there, I'm working on a project 
I'm, I'm supporting myself completely, but I've given myself space. Now what happens to the mind? If we you give the focus. mind space, there's possibility, right? Instead right. of, I got to get this job done. I got to get this job done. And you close in. Focus. Right. So I'm now sitting so that all my, my muscles, all of the fascia, everything is all linked together in a conversation. And then if I have to think about something, I can roll on the chair. So I can roll around in a circle mm -hmm. and work through the pelvic floor. I could go forward and backward, which would give me a little bit of curve, the mm -hmm. base of the spine where everybody always complains their back's tired. And then I can roll forward. And that's pretty simple. But all of a sudden, you have this conversation going on. If you notice, your feet become part of that conversation, right? Because your feet are going to push you back. And then yeah. your heels going to kind of pull you forward. Right. Right. And all of a sudden, now that's all engaged. Now, you may have your hands busy on the keyboard, but you may not. Mm -hmm. So what you can do with your hands, if I'm on a, a call, right. um, a Zoom call, say, I might have my hands turning. People can't see it in the screen. In the audio, but yes. Oh, so you don't do it so high that, so that it's seen in the Zoom If it's going to be screen. distracting, yes. right? If I'm on, a, I'm on a screen with like 20 people yes. and I put my hands up and start turning them, that's going to distract, distract right? <laughs> so I won't do that. But I certainly can do that under the screen. And right. so just by turning my hands with a lifted posture, mm -hmm. I actually can change my spine. I can change my neck. I can change from my knee down to my shin. I can change into my ankle. I can change all the way to my foot just by turning my hands. And you're showing them upright right now so people can see it in the screen if they're watching on video. Right. Can they be horizontal for when you're trying to do it below the screen or does the the arm I would just I would just have it outside of the screen. And and it might be that I position my needed. camera. So ideally Yes. You would want to have your posture lifted. So the way I described first. Yeah. And then if you were to put your hands up into the air in front of you, your yep. hands would be across from your shoulder. Elbow would be dropped, mm -hmm. but you'd pull out just enough that you could feel the shoulder blades separate. Right. Just enough. You don't want to do this big pull. Right. Because everything is just very subtle. And then you just start turning the hands forward and back. Right. But you need your hands to be in line with your shoulders because when you have that position, that's when you have the reciprocity of the body. So you have your forearm is reciprocal to your spine. It's right. reciprocal to your tibial and your lower leg. So if I have everything engaged in that shoulder open, then conversations start moving to different body parts. And so I can actually be changing um, if I'm noticing that there's tension in my neck, but I can't do much about my neck on screen, then I could do that through my hand turning because just the way that the spiral action is coming through my arm is going to be the same that can be happening through my neck. Fascinating. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And it's interesting because I went paddle boarding this morning as I love to do before I start my work day. And just as I got my board to the dock and it's not a blow up paddle board, it's a full paddle board. I felt a little kink in the back of my neck and I went, Oh, isn't that interesting? And the board's quite heavy. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So even as I was doing this, I can feel that my neck is releasing like that kink has gone a little bit. So 
I will need to do more of that, apparently. And apparently I need that that kink so I could have this experience with you today. (laughs) Love the universe. Yeah, exactly. It happens exactly as we want it to or as it's meant to. So let's just move over to as well um, as talking about kids at school. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned people driving for long periods um, or kids waiting for practice sessions or, you know, after school lessons, et cetera. What can they all be doing to help mm-hmm. them through their days and to maintain the energy as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the first things would be water. Yes. Because most people forget about water. Um, and, and students, and I had students say to me, dance, dancers, because I would, they would come to class and they would be so exhausted. And it's like just after school and you're thinking, okay, you just got out of school, but you actually get to do something you really want to do. You get to dance and you're lying on the floor exhausted. Why? They weren't drinking water at school because they didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. Right. Isn't that interesting? So then you get, you build up this pattern in your yes. mind. Oh, I have to go in the car. Oh, it's going to be a while before. So I won't drink water. So I'm just bringing that up because we have sometimes these conversations in our head. But if you can continually sip that water through, the water is going to actually perk everything up. And that's really vital. Um, And the more dehydrated we are, the less water our body can hold. But as we slowly, steadily increase our hydration to what it should be, which is 50% of our body weight, our body can hold more. We become more absorbent, just like a dry brand new sponge can't hold water. It has to actually have a whole bunch of water put into it first before it softens and becomes absorbent. Our body's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if you want to have that quick synapse and those thoughts happening, that's where even just to sip on the water that just brings that piece back up. So I'll just bring that in there because that's really important. But for students sitting at a desk, they could be massaging on the bottom of the feet. So the pattern that I'll give you, and I'll just describe it, and there is um, a video on my YouTube channel. Um, It's in the cards. I have um, videos for each of the cards. Mm -hmm. And so there's a foot series. So people could look that up if that's what they wanted to do. but if you were to take your feet, if you went up onto your toes and then go flat and up onto your toes and then go flat. And that one, you've got that pumping action that's coming through the heel, coming through the calf that can help de-stress the whole system. Hmm. So you do have the foot sensor, but also de, um, de-stresses. So you've got that little piece. And then what you can do from there is go like you're in a, on a clock. So you can just roll around your feet like you're on a clock. And so your toes are at 12 o'clock, side of the foot's at three, heel is going to be six, other side is nine. And you're just rolling around. Now I'm sitting down and you're, are you standing I'm, up? I'm standing. I have a standing desk and then I yeah. actually put on a ball. So I don't have a back either. And I do a lot of the roll, rolling on the ball, which is why I have the ball because I love it for that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So if you're rolling around then with your feet, I was just going to say, if you're sitting, you'll notice that your pelvis is going to join in with you. And so you'll be massaging also on the pelvic floor, which is going to be really valuable because that's going to open the hips and open the lower back up. So you've got that. So then you have, um, from there, you have the one that I already talked about where you change the, the feet. So one toe goes up, 
one heel goes up and then you go down flat and then you can raise opposite. So one toe goes up, one heel goes up on the other side. So you can roll through that. And that is putting a little bit more because the toe is coming up on this one. So it's just a little bit different. So you've got that and then you can roll side to side. So you can roll to the outside edge, like playing the piano, your toes come across, roll over to the other edge. In a standing position, I very often will notice um, when I'm not really totally whole bodied together, then when I roll from side to side, it's like my feet roll, I can feel my ankles, I can feel my knees. But when everything comes together, my shoulders, my hips, my neck, everything just flows back and forth from side to side. And so I've started to develop that awareness of when everything integrates and when it is still isolated. So you've got that side to side and you can feel that too. If you're sitting down, you can feel that roll that's going to go from one sit bone to the other sit bone. And that's going to change dynamically what's happening in the pelvis, which goes back up into the jaw, which goes into the shoulders. And then the last one is your feet are going to roll in to the center and then you're going to roll to the outside edge. And I'm going to say it with feet, but if you're standing like you are, Instead of rolling with your feet, which they are going to do, roll open and closed with your hip, roll open and closed with your shoulder. And I know that's a different way to think about it, but sometimes our language keeps us in a box. So this allows us to incorporate the whole body instead of just the feet. So I just ran you through a little sequence that was the five foot sensors. So those are neuroreflex integrations. So that, that is how you move in space. So gravity centering balance. But then I also ran it through in a five element wheel. And the five element wheel from Chinese medicine, that's a nurturing cycle. So the body is calmed by that, which means the whole nervous system could completely relax. Right. And then I created the idea of whole body movement by moving the language from the feet up into the body. What do you notice in the body and how can you move it? Um, so if I was a student waiting for the bus, I could pick one of those and I could just roll through. If I was um, waiting at school, you know, when you're talking to people, sometimes people sway back and forth. Some people, moms often do that. It's a right. calming effect. Yes. Um, I often will do a figure eight pattern using figure eight patterns in a lot of my work. Um, but if I was a student, I could easily roll on a foot and nah, nobody's going to really pay too much attention. And if I found that I was fidgety sitting at my desk, just being able to move the feet is enough movement to calm the system back down. Right. And they've been sitting for too long. So you can, and if you get used to that pattern, you can just start rolling through the pattern. And I just do it now when I'm out waiting for something, I just find myself doing it and it feels lovely. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also, enjoying it as I'm doing it, standing here, moving through all of this. <laughs> what I find with it is like my whole day is energized. Everything I'm doing is energized. And yes, I have my time when I go, I'd like to just relax, lie on the couch and watch TV. And I'm going to lie back and sit on my tailbone and shut down my cerebral spinal pump. I'm going to do that because I'm choosing to do that. But the rest of the day, I am dynamically working to always be engaged and keeping everything going so that when I move from one project to the next project, 
I'm not tired when I get there. Right. Or when I go to take my lunch break, I'm not going because I'm exhausted and I need a break. Right. I'm actually going and I'm like, oh, so what can I do on my lunch? You know, am I going to be, I'm, I work from home. So am I going to be cooking? Am I going to go outside? Do I want to take a little walk while everything's cooking? I have that option. Yeah. Well, I love all of these tips that you've shared and so easy to implement. So, mm. so easy to implement. But I also love what you said earlier about setting the goals and what is your intention and how do you want to get there? Because it's easy to learn this. It's easy to hear this and then not do it. We've all done that, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that in your work, you're really helping people through that process of actually not just telling them what to do, but having them do it. Mm -hmm. And that's where your clients see results. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this. And I think you should teach this in every school across the country as well. (laughs) There's so much opportunity here to get this message out. So thank you so, so much for coming on this show and sharing all of your knowledge. It's been a fabulous episode. Um, And as you said, I've been doing these things as you've been saying them from a standing position. I'll have to try later from a sitting position Mm -hmm. and, uh, and really enjoying them and also feeling that calming of the nervous system, which we all need more of because most of us are living in fight or flight all day long. And exactly, that's not good for our health, our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. So this is one easy, easy step that you can implement in order to drop yourself out of that and give your body the support and the energy and the love that it needs. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are, as you said, waiting for the bus, sitting at your desk at school, sitting at the dining table, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. And I love to ask all of my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? <laughs> Most people will wait until that pain strikes and then they go, I should do something. Now, what did I learn before? So even if they were listening to me and they got a tool, they're going to wait until the pain. They're going to wait until they're stressed. They're going to wait till they're stiff. The joints don't move. Instead, you start the day. How do I want my day to go? And maybe it's I easily and joyfully create my new project, whatever it happens to be. Or I move and flow through my day so that I feel rejuvenated at the end. Could be something like that. But you set what your intention is and then you activate it somehow. And so the tools that I gave, those energetically activate. I have teas with intention, so the tea could be activating. Um, Could be a glass of water, could be activating. But you do something that puts it into motion and then everything that you choose to do through the day, you're choosing things that continually suspend and hold up that vitality instead of waiting till the vitality has left you and then you try to rejuvenate it. So that would be 100% agreed. Prevention is always better than waiting till something's gone wrong and then trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I I love how you've shared that. And if people want to work with you, uh, how do they get hold of you? And I know that you have very generously offered a free gift as well. Top eight easy stress release tools. If you would like to talk a little bit more about that too. Mm -hmm. So you can go to my website, which is dancedebut.com. And there's a pop-up window that'll come up and it'll ask you if you'd like to receive those top eight tips. Those are so simple. They are like they can do it in less than 60 seconds and they can completely transform the day. And as I said before, 
I just took one tool at a time, played with it, saw what it did for me, saw where it kind of fit in my day, and then carried on. You've got eight tips sitting there that you could take one of those, work it through, maybe use just one for the week. You could go two months and have all these tools that could really rejuvenate things. Um, so that would be the way that they can connect. When you go to my website, it has my email, so they can easily find me there. And I did mention my YouTube channel, which is at Michelle Greenwell, and that's full of resources. There's uh, hundreds of videos there, Tai Chi, dance. Um, I mentioned my, it's in the cards. So I have a video there of how those cards work. And if they're looking for the foot sensors, because they want to actually visually see something, then that's a way to do it. And I talk through that exercise as well. I love it. And I have all of that information in the show notes for everyone. And so they will be Perfect. able to find you and find the free gift, your YouTube channel, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you again for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Is there any last tip or message you'd like to leave with the audience before we round out this episode? I would say that if you've accepted some things into your life that have put you in a place you don't want to be, you have the choice to change it. And it can be very simple. And it's just one step forward. So, and that one step forward could be rolling around on your feet. Um, and that's enough to inspire you to think differently and not to underestimate that fact, because when those reflexes work correctly, you do think differently. And so you can make different choices. Such a beautiful tip. Thank you very much. And thank you to my audience for always tuning in and listening. I hope you've loved this episode with Dr. Michelle Greenwell. And if you know anyone else that needs to hear it, please forward it along and let them learn from Dr. Michelle as well. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.